Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast. Sue, we're on Chapter 6 here. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. These episodes seem to just like fly by and get a few family members who are like, yeah, I listened to that one, ready for the next one. It's like, well... (laughs) Bi-weekly, we're, we're trying, yeah. you know, it's, it'd be fun to do something like this weekly, but just with <clears throat> the way things are, our schedules, and right. and to produce that amount of content, you'd hear a, probably a lot of repeat stuff, so I think mm-hmm. that bi-weekly schedule is great, so yeah. Um, again, if you guys are new here, um, again, not sure why you would be, but <laughs> we, um, it's, I don't know what I want to say. I don't know, it's chapter six, we've been doing this for what, a couple months now? Yeah, we started in October. I think I so. Say, October. Beginning of October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we cover new releases, building updates, programming and events. Um, and just, and then, just news of yeah, library world. Yeah, exactly. This isn't and things. this is an outlet mm-hmm. where um, Sue and I have the opportunity to tell you kind of everything that's going on in the library. Um, we go through a fun trivia game. Most of you know about that now and, if you're and I I my my um, Answers are abysmal, I think we at, can say. At times. It just depends on what the question is. It seems, <laughs> if you've listened to previous <laughs> chapters, it seems like I ask a lot of um, geographical questions, and Sue is not a fan no. of that. I think out of the six I have today, there's only one geographical question, I believe. Okay, well, so I'll find out. Yeah, you should be okay. You should be all right I hope that. so. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Sue always talks about new releases, and she's got three great books for us again today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want you to talk to me about the best mystery stories of the year. Okay. So, of course, this time of year, towards the end of the year, usually starting in like October, September, October, a lot of um, publishers put out best of um compilations and one of the ones that's really popular is best mystery stories of the year and this is 2021 and um, there's a series editor Otto Penzler and it's also edited by uh, Lee Child and this is um, a bunch of short stories mystery short stories and these are from you know the big names Sue Grafton, Stephen King, Sarah Paretsky, James Lee Burke, lots of people and these are usually found in some of the um, mystery magazines that are out. Um, but this is this is what I love about kind of short story uh, books. I don't read them all the time, but they're perfect when you're really busy or you just can't settle into a really long story, but you want to read something. And um, these are great because they're short stories. They're probably about, I don't know, uh, 20 pages, 30 pages, Uh, You can read one, put the book down, go do something, come back, pick it up, read another one. My type of book. Yeah, so this is just a wide variety. Um, James Lee Burke's story is set during World War II. Um, Sarah Presky is contemporary. And there's another one that's called That Which is True, which explores the awful possibilities of 3D printed guns in a courtroom setting. Uh, And then, of course, Stephen King has The Fifth Step which is a tale of two men having a friendly chat on a park bench that has a shocking ending because it's Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, 
his stuff's always shocking. So there's all sorts of great stuff in this book. Um, again, if you like mystery stories, you want to try some short stories, the best mystery stories of the year 2021. It is available in hardcover. Awesome. As most of you guys know, I like to look at Goodreads or Amazon or Barnes and Nobles just to look at some reviews um, to make sure that the book has, I mean, it doesn't have to, like, uh, reviews are completely opinionated, right? Right. That's why it's a review. Um, but most of the time, um, it's not like Sue's selecting books here that have, like, two-star reviews. So You want to get a, you, you want to get kind of a feel of what other people are thinking about the book. Yep. And, you know, sometimes books that have really bad reviews are the books that I want to read because I want to see, really? Is it really that bad? Absolutely. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So I went on Goodreads and Georgia here says, I love the great new style, the short author bios preceding and insight passages following the story. I have read this version and best mystery and suspense by a new series editor, Otto's prior undertaking. Uh, this one is sharper, more witty, true to form, overall more enjoyable and better selection. Congratulations, Otto and Lee Child on a home run. Nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're into mystery stories. Yeah. The mystery stories, best mystery stories of the year. Just, it's fun to have that little, mm -hmm. like, like you said, be able to read it. It's not like it all just flows into each other. Mm -hmm. Like there's these mini stories here yeah. and there and it's not. You might you discover know. a new author. And and this is perfect for people who want to read a bunch of different authors, kind of get a, get a feel for their writing style. Uh, but you maybe don't want to invest in buying their books yet yep. because most of them have series. So it can be an investment if you're if you want to purchase them or even if you want to get them from the library, this is a way to read and kind of discover and decide if you want to pursue reading the rest of their stuff. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. You've got the city of mist. Yes. So this is another collection of stories and this is by Carlos Ruiz Zafan, who is the author of the shadow of the wind, um, which made him famous. Mm -hmm. And he is a Spanish um, writer and sadly he passed away in June of 2020 very unexpectedly um, but he has he's an international best-selling author and his books uh, The Shadow of the Wind is a book that um, people have absolutely fallen in love with it's one of those books that people once they read it they never forget it it just becomes one of their favorites but this is a collection of um, some of his um, stories and he's, he really writes unique stories. They usually involve libraries and books and labyrinths um, and kind of mysterious things. And these are all um, translated by Lucia Graves from Spanish. Uh, it's a really short little book. Um, the stories are not very long. Um, just quickly, some of them, one of them is a boy decides to become a writer when he discovers that his creative gifts capture the attentions of an aloof, aloof young beauty who has stolen his heart. Um, another one, a labyrinth maker flees Constantinople to a play, plague-ridden Barcelona with plans for building a library impervious to the destruction of time. Uh, and... Yeah, these are all, they're always just kind of a little out there, yeah. a little um, magical and mysterious. Uh, so if you are a fan of Carlos Ruiz Zafon, he does have one final book here, and it is a bunch of short stories. So The City of Mist. 
Melissa from Goodreads says, this book is full of ghosts, spirits, and all of the chilling gothic suspense of the Cemetery of Forgotten Books. Mm -hmm. Set in Barcelona, these stories are written to give the reader the sense of danger lurking around every corner. If you're a fan of the Cemetery of Forgotten Books series, I highly recommend you pick up a copy of this collection of stories. And it's got a great cover because it's the city of mist. So it's it's two people walking away down the street and it's all foggy. And, you know, a lot of his covers are like that. So, yeah, he uh, he really does an amazing job of writing short stories. So awesome. The city of mist. Yeah. Okay, you've got one final book for us mm-hmm. called Final Season, um, yes. and it seems like this one, based on the cover, is for sports fans. Yes. So Final Season is by Tim Green, and this is um, a kid's book, uh, but don't let that stop you, of course. Now, Tim Green is an ex-professional football player, and I believe he was also a coach. He's also a lawyer. Wow. Uh, yeah, and he he is like a rock star in the kids author world kids love his books because he always writes about sports and it can be hard to find books for for young readers who really love sports um sometimes it's really difficult but tim green is is a go-to and this book is really uh personal for him because tim has been um, diagnosed with als uh in august 2016 he was diagnosed um and so this book is fiction and it's about a sixth grader. His name is Ben. And he loves football. He's had two older brothers who were all-stars. And his dad was an NFL uh, football player who was very well known. And he's a quarterback in the sixth grade team. And he wants to follow in their footsteps. Um, but his dad gets the news that he has ALS. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, of course, his mother blames it on all of those years of playing football and being hit um, in the head, on the field, and Ben's mom doesn't want Ben to play football. Now, Ben, of course, is really having a hard time with this because he's really talented, and he wants to follow in the footsteps of his dad and his brothers. Um, So this is all about Ben and his teammates and about the um, pressures that he feels, not only on the field, but um, watching his dad suffer from ALS. Um, so it's really about, is this going to be the last time he plays, or is he going to continue playing football? What's it going to be? Um, so it's a really good book for um, just for kids who really like football, but it also um, touches on you know some of the dangers of football, not that ALS is caused by football, but, right. you know. Yep, football definitely has its side effects, per se, yes, based yes. on um, the hits you take. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knees is what you hear about yeah. a lot in football, yeah. too. Your knees get really bad. So, And it's also about uh, a son's relationship with his father and right. how he deals with, with his father's illness. So, yep. yeah, so Final Season by Tim Green. Sounds very good. Like you said, it is a children's book, but at the mm-hmm. same time, um, based on the reviews I had read, it doesn't matter really what mm-hmm. age you are. If you enjoy football, yes. it seems like it's a good one. Michael yes. from Goodread says, "Good read, amazing what Tim is able to do despite ALS and its crippling effect on him and family. I think this type of story is important to bring to youngsters who love sports and reading. I hope it prompts dialogue. Moms and dads should read this book, or excuse me, mom and dads should read books like this as well, mm-hmm. especially if they have sons or daughters playing youth football. Yes. So 
Yeah, it sounds like a really interesting book. Is print larger since it is children's book, or is it pretty um, standard, would you say? I'd say it's a little bit yeah, bigger it, than than it, average. And this book is... Um, it looks pretty standard, though. It's about 300 pages. Yeah, that's a good that's a good book. Yes, and there is an author's note at the, at the end. It's about four pages where he talks about... Um, Tim Green actually talks about why he wrote the book and all that kind of stuff and, and ALS and how he's dealing with it. So, yep. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, um, Sue gets to mention these three books and they're always available um, through our website. You can mm-hmm. search for um, in our catalog for those three books. It's also available through the MLN app, which is available yep. on iPhone and Android. So make sure you visit our website, MarionPublicLibrary.org. Place a hold. You can come into our Uptown Library. The sidewalks are done. The sidewalk is open again. (laughs) Right? We're almost, I know I'm not talking about a lot of Uptown construction lately in our our chapters here of the podcast, but we've got some things moving. So, but anyways, Mm -hmm. in regards to the books, um, make sure you place a hold, uh, especially during the holiday season here. A lot of people get some good time off Mm -hmm. or take their vacation. And so these books, if you want to read them, you need to place a hold or they're probably going to get snatched up. So, and we only have Mm -hmm. so many in the Metro. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump into some building updates. Um, I, a lot of it is, may sound similar to what you heard in chapter five, um, because we kind of, we're doing these bi-weekly, but we get those month updates. And so it's not always to a T on the most accurate things that are going on, but I also have the opportunity. If you aren't aware, um, I've been doing a guess that space game on social media, um, kind of like the countdown until um, Christmas holiday gets here and we're doing a giveaway of a Amazon Fire tablet. We already have that or I already have that um, next to my desk. So we're going to pick a winner. So if you haven't been participating in that, make sure you do. But um, I have the opportunity to walk through the building every single week and kind of figure out what picture I'm going to take. And so I was in the building this past Wednesday, um, kind of looking at all of the things I had told you about in the last chapter and what had really changed. Um, so the elevators were supposed to be installed. They are installed. Ooh. Now. So um, there's not a bunch of, you know, metallic finishes on the outside mm-hmm. to say this is an elevator, but like they are installed and I don't know if they're functional, but I know they're in place, um, which is great. I had showed Sue and James a picture earlier of the fireplace mm-hmm. on the first floor, and that has all brick, all brick, yeah, all brick beautiful. around it, as well as our coffee bar right behind it. So mm-hmm. the finishes on the inside are starting to happen, which is great. Um, the landscaping has been. Com- I know we said landscaping's been completed, but it was completed on the back side of the building when I just went this past Wednesday. They had little shrubs in, more yeah. trees in the parking lot. So um, I know there's on the east sorry west side of the building there are huge like cement planters i think that's maybe that'll be spring spring thing at this point Mm -hmm. our weather's getting to the point where you shouldn't really be planting anything because it might not survive and i know culver's takes care of all of that and so Mm -hmm. they'll install that whenever they need to or or bring those plants over so i I, it's going to look really beautiful once it's all Mm -hmm. done but um i don't think landscaping is a hundred percent complete i think there's going to be some button-up things in the spring that they do um Again, when I was there, they were mudding and taping the first floor, and there was a few parts that were already mudded and taped, so they were sanding, so it was oh, wow. quite hazy when I walked in, but um, lots of mudding and taping going on. And again, all of that is complete on the second floor. It's paint that is going up on the second floor. So things are, things are I don't have a lot of updates for the second floor because there's... They're farther ahead on the second yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. There's so much furniture that's kind mm-hmm. of sitting in boxes just oh. waiting to be installed. So there's a lot of... Um, 
just shipping pallets up there mm-hmm. of furniture and um, desks and drawers and cabinets wow. and shelving. And yeah, there's a lot of it. So it's tough because sometimes I want to go take a picture for you mm-hmm. guys um, for social media, but there's so much stuff in the way <laughs> that I can't get a good, like I wanted to feature the art studio mm-hmm. and the maker space um, and some of our conference rooms. But there's and I, the one thing, this is letting you guys know, but on the guest that space, I haven't featured the culinary kitchen yet mm-hmm. on the first floor in our community room because there's so much equipment in that room <laughs> all the time. And I think every time we've had a tour with staff, mm-hmm. it's always so packed. They have just a lot of machinery in there. So it's it's sometimes challenging um, to get the right pictures and, and display what's going on. I was going to do Holt's pickup this week for um, like our wall mm-hmm. for guess that space. Wasn't able to do that because there's just people were working there when I got uh-huh. there. So it's always a challenge. But anyways, um, the folding partition tracks, it said it was supposed to be installed in November for mm-hmm. that community room on the mm-hmm. first floor. Um, and again, that splits basically two rooms partitioning right. um, the two rooms. I didn't see that when okay. I was there and maybe I didn't focus on it enough, but um, we're into December now. So yep. um, I, I'm sure I'm going to get a list of updates of mm-hmm. what maybe didn't happen in November and got pushed back to December or delays and this and that. And we'll let you guys know in chapter seven, kind of where everything is at there. And then, as I mentioned, um, the priming and painting, that all continues second floor and into the first floor. Um, I noticed, I think there was orange paint by the, oh, the kids play area on the mm-hmm. first floor by the light bright wall and okay. where the kind of playground thing mm-hmm. will be. So they are starting to paint, but again, more towards um, if you walk in from Six Ave on that right side, they're still mudding and taping yeah. and there's still some framing things there. So those are kind of the building updates that I know. Again, it's it's very much day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've had a little bit of timelines move backwards as far as um, getting the right supplies in. And so with that, we were hoping to open more early spring 2022, mm-hmm. but I think we're more in middle to late now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of telling people the other day, though, it, we're all excited for it. Oh, yeah. We're really excited. But at the same time, the spaces that we're in right now, whether it's uptown the Annex, Lau Park, the Tech Station, mm-hmm. courtesy of Knights of Columbus and Marion, it works. Like what we're doing right now, right. it works. Is it annoying at times? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but there, there shouldn't be this like rush mm-hmm. to get in the new building. Like let's just get in to get in. You know, right. like this building is being built. Let's, I think all patrons, in my opinion, should agree that let's just get it done the right way. Mm-hmm. Let's not, you know, let's not move in and then have a whole AC unit delivered right, and we right. got to shut down for a week because mm-hmm. they're doing all this work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't think that would be worth it at that point. So, correct. you know, yes, maybe the timelines push back a little bit, but that's okay. Right. We're, we're, everybody's taking their life day by day and mm-hmm. it's like, it'll be here before you know it. You, you yeah. blink and the week is work week is gone. Yes, the so. last year has gone by really quickly. Right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like we've been in uptown I for know. over a year but now. Yeah, It's been over a year. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyways, those are kind of the building updates that I know. Uh, again, tune in to chapter seven as well, and that you'll probably get a really good idea of um, going into the new year, mm-hmm. kind of um, the remaining bits and pieces of that building. As far as programming updates go, I don't have too many updates as far as events. We do have one event coming up that I'll, I'll talk a little bit about here. But as far as regular programming, um, the Jerry Fit and Tai Chi continues out at Lao Park. Um, again, that rotates on a weekly basis. So one week is Tai Chi, the next week is Jerry Fit, and so on. And again, Mondays at 9.30 out at Lau Park. 
Hey guys, this is Blaine. I'm just jumping in here a little bit later while I'm editing this podcast. And um, I was notified later this evening that our Jerry Fit and Tai Chi program is only Tai Chi now. Um, so there's no Jerry Fit classes. Again, those used to rotate on a weekly basis. So you'd have Jerry Fit on a Monday at 930 out at Lao Park. And then the next Monday would be Tai Chi. Now it's just going to be Tai Chi and that will be every two weeks. Um, so for the most updated view on that event, just visit us at marionpubliclibrary.org and you can go to our events page and that'll have all the information there. I'll also make sure to put a social media post out just so you guys are aware, but I wanted to jump in real quick while I was editing this and just let you know. Okay, back to the chapter. The Friends of the Marion Public Library are still having book sales. Again, those happen on the first and third Saturday of each month. And those happen in our old library building mm-hmm. on the 6th Ave Library in that lobby. So go help support the Friends of the Marion Public Library. They really appreciate it. It's a free will donation. So whatever you're willing to give or whatever you feel that those books are worth, um, you can you can give them money for that. Um, the and it's ad- books, movies, yeah. audiobooks. Yep. It's L- all sorts of lots stuff. Lots of great stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we get asked all the time, and if you've always been wondering where um, donated materials go, we can't accept them at our library, but the friends can. Yes, um, the friends they, accept them for us. Mm-hmm. They take those books and they check the condition. And, you know, it's crazy because they have these book sales and they do really well. They sell a lot of these books mm-hmm. um, on those first and third Saturdays of each month, but they also do a lot of online sales yes. and they ship out, Yeah, I swear, hundreds of boxes mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. just of books. And so I know they make a decent profit. There's kind of a third party mm-hmm. thing that happens there to make, to verify the book and everything and make sure it all goes to where it needs to go. But um, yeah, they always appreciate the support. The adult writing group that happens once a month. Um, so it's happening here on December 6th from six to seven thirty 30 um, at the Marion High V. And so if you have um, any interest in that, or you want more information, you can contact programmer Jackie Tracy for more info. So that main event that I wanted to talk to you guys about is the Adult and High School Writers Workshop with Rick Garman. If you follow us on social media, you've probably seen it. It's had a lot of engagement, and I want to say there's less than 10 spots left to sign up, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I know last time we recorded, there was like only three spots booked. We had, Mm -hmm. I think there was a total of 30, so there was like 27 Mm -hmm. left. Um, And then I had sent some emails to Marion Independent, Linmar, CRCSD schools. The Gazette Um, did a story on... Yep, Gazette did a story. It went to Xavier um, journalism students. And so almost basically everybody in the corridor, I guess, except Prairie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess they would, no, they wouldn't be a part of CRCSD. No. So they wouldn't have got it because I don't have a contact there. But nonetheless, almost every single school in the corridor got it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a great opportunity. If you don't know who Rick Garman is, he is, I think he's 55 years old is what I read in the Gazette article. He's a Linmar grad, and he um, writes Hallmark movies. He's written a dozen-plus Hallmark movies, and he's done books and all these different things. He's got a website that you can check out. But he is coming back to Marion um, to work with the Chamber Foundation, uh, Uptown Marion District, the Library, the Giving Tree Theater, lots of people involved here to showcase a few of his movies and kind of do a... um, I'd say guided movie script um, Mm -hmm. with the audience. And so I know that has been received really well to Mm -hmm. sit down in the Giving Tree Theater and watch his movies. He's doing one on Sunday and on Monday, which would be December 5th and 6th. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And with the library, he's doing a writer's workshop. Um, and there's a lot more information through our social media and on our website that you can check that out. But if you're interested in something like that, you do have to submit a writing sample. Um, but again, I know there's less than 10 left. Um, and that's just a great opportunity. If you love journalism, if you love writing, it is geared towards high school students and adults. Um, but it's just a great opportunity to sit down with a professional who writes these movies and nearly basically a celebrity. I mean, somebody who writes Hallmark movies, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. And to think that they're from our hometown is, is really cool. So if you want that opportunity, make sure it is free. Um, you just have to submit that writing sample. And then on December 5th, coming up here just this weekend, you can meet Rick Garman and, you know, you don't even have to do the VIP meet and greet, right? You can, you can do the writer's workshop, meet Mm -hmm. him in person and, and get to know how to write movies on your own. And you don't have to be like a professional writer or even a journalism no. student and none of that. If you're just, even if you're just curious, how right. does it all work? How do they, how do they put these, these movies together? What is the, what is behind the writing? Yep. Uh, this is a great opportunity, even if you're just curious to see how it all works. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So there was only one other thing I want to talk about. I can talk about it or you can Sue. but the virtual book club, mm-hmm. I know we had talked about getting some emails out to patrons mm-hmm. to let them know about the next book. But um, if you aren't aware, we do have a virtual book club. We partnered with PBC Guru to offer this virtual book club to patrons that can't commit to meeting in person, you know, or who simply want to just have a discussion board online. Mm-hmm. Um, so this book club, um, it reads one book every two to three months. So you have plenty of time to read the book. Yes. I mean, I feel like some people join the club and read a book within a week, you know, and then they just have that online discussion board. Right. Um, but it's really great for people who just have a full schedule. You got kiddos or, or just you don't have enough time in the day to meet mm-hmm. in person. Um, and especially with the weather, the way it is now, a lot of those meetings are happening inside. So if you're not yes. comfortable um, with the social distancing protocols or wearing masks inside or whatever it may be, Um, This is just a great opportunity to sign up and have a virtual book club that you can be a part of with basically zero commitment. Um, So if you do want to find out more information about that um, or to sign up, you can head to our website at marionpubliclibrary.org. Yes. um, Under the adult section, and we have that. And I will tell you what the book for um, January through March is going to be, and you can sign up now for that. It is The Song of Achilles. By Madeline Miller. So if you like mythology, uh, this will be a book that you will be interested in. You can sign up now and it does start in January. When you sign up, you will um, get uh, information through your email to let you know uh, when it starts, how you can download the book for free. Uh, We will also have physical copies of this book in the library as well. You can check that out if that's if you like that that mode of yep. reading. So, yeah. So it, I'm actually going to, I'm going to uh, probably read this one because I have not read it. And Madeline Miller is a wonderful writer. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any questions about some of the updates we covered, um, whether it's, you know, about the building, um, the new library, um, or just about some of those programming and events, or if you have any ideas, just reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, info at org. If you want to send us an email, Um, You can also call us um, at our library. That's 319-377-3412. Or you can message us on our website. We've Mm -hmm. got a little chat button in the corner and you can ask any question you'd like. Um, But as you all know, once updates are done, it's... (laughs) Sue's laughing. It is that time of the show. 
trivia game. My, my blood pressure just went up. <laughs> my kidney yep. stone just fell three millimeters. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm allowed to joke about that, yes, right? Yes, you are. It's, it's my issue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We, Wayne is a young man in an old body. <laughs> like, what is going on with I know, you? I know. That's what my family says. They're like, you're too young for this. If mm-hmm. you don't know, we, we were talking about Thanksgiving, and everybody was talking about how they had a great time and mm-hmm. ate stuffing, unlike Amy, our last guest. Um, <laughs> she did eat stuffing. She, she told me stuffing. she had And stuffing. she had Cool Whip. <laughs> Anyways, they were talking about all these great things that happened and just seeing family and having a good time. And I had a trip to the emergency room because I've I've found out through CT scans that I've got some kidney stones, like five, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is dropped below my kidneys, so it's ready to to leave my body. But um, the other ones are all stuck up but there. The so. journey, yeah, the journey is long, not enjoyable, no, and it's very long. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, it, it was, I'm, I'm okay. If anybody's mm. wondering, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just, we, I've got this nice 50 ounce water it's bottle a lot next of water. to me. And it's funny because as this event happened, um, my family, the weekend of Thanksgiving, when I was home, they're like, we're drinking water, you know, strictly water. So everybody was <laughs> chugging water. And now today I walk into work and James has this monster, just water jug, <laughs> 70, 80 ounce water jug. And he's like, you know, so I've got all these people on a water kick, which you know, this is the fun fact. I, I should have asked that question in trivia, but I'll, I'll let, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to ask this question to the people listening. Mm-hmm. How many ounces of water should a male drink? The male body, mm-hmm. how many, how many ounces should you drink? Typical, typical average. Average. Yes. Yep. yep. And how many ounces should the female body drink? I, I was looking, well, actually it was interesting because before all this happened, I was told by my little brother, the male a body should be drinking this much mm-hmm. per day. And again, this was before it happened. And I was like, oh my God, that's so much mm, water. It's so a much lot water. Of water. So, okay, I've let this question marinate in your head a little bit. And maybe you're cheating. Maybe you're looking on Google and, and find the answer <laughs> that way, but that's okay. Um, the male body should consume 125 ounces of water a day, 3.7 liters, for those wow. who don't know ounces. Um, so yeah, I, I've got a 50 ounce water bottle here. So I, I drink two and a half of these per day, which seems absurd. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does make you go to the bathroom a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, if you're hydrated, that's Mm -hmm. the way it should be. The female body should do 97 ounces of water a a day, which again is like two 50 ounce bottles. These are monster bottles, but Mm -hmm. that, and and of course it all depends on your activity level. If you are someone who works out every day, it does all that kind of stuff, then yeah, you're probably going to need more. But, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't stand to drink plain old water. Well, I've kind of, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. When I used to run, I used to drink, I would drink water obviously when I was running Yeah. and I got used to drinking just, it wasn't cold water. It was just water Yeah. and I was fine with it. But one of the things that um, has kind of come out of this whole needing to drink more water experience that people are having now or awareness is infused water. So if yep. you you put some lemons, you put some limes in it, you put some cucumber in it. Right. It's amazing how just that subtle flavor. Oh yeah. With no calories. Um, but that subtle flavor gets you to drink even more water. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And, and again, like you said, kind of this kick of water, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough to drink the regular. So you yeah. have the Perrier. You've got the bubbly, mm-hmm. the LaCroix, mm-hmm. all those carbonated ones. But I can't even, imagine. Even then, you can't, you know, you can't 
125 that, ounces of Perrier. All that bubbly can. Oh have, yeah. Oh yeah. It's not great for you either. No. It at the end of the day, it's water, so it's good. But the yes, carbonation, the carbonation. is going to make you feel so bloated and everything. Yeah, and so yeah. I know there's a bunch of articles that say drink that respectively because mm-hmm. if you chug it yeah it's it's going to be like soda where it just makes right. you feel icky yeah um but yeah and then you also have things like mio or the crystal mm-hmm. light kind of powder things mm-hmm. um mio's great i have that at home just the little bottles and um put a little bit in the water and i've got like a blue kind of raspberryish one and um it's really good it's just it's very subtle it's not what i actually had my coach talk about <laughs> about that mio last night because yeah? we were talking about i was meeting with my um my health, my nutrition coach Mm -hmm. and, um, ways to kind of still enjoy cocktails, but not enjoy cocktails like like you normally would. Right. And she said, you know, you can put that Mio stuff Uh you have, cause she's like, you should have vodka and water. I'm like, I don't care for vodka and water. It just, yeah. She's like, well, put a little Mio in it. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to have to investigate that. Yeah. Sometimes it's expensive. I think the, they're like little squeeze bottles, but again, it doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and, and I, I just keep them in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I, I'm always usually drinking just normal water, but Mm -hmm. occasionally it's like, okay, I've had a hundred ounces of water today. Maybe my last 20 to 25 is going to be with Mio. And so it gives me just a little extra zip. And and for me, it's just a little bit, and I just have that little bit of flavor, and yep. that's good. So yeah, yeah. So wow. So there's my second sign from the universe. Absolutely, I need to investigate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. So okay, I played that sound. So let's get yeah, into the trivia game. If you guys aren't aware, if Sue gets something wrong, which you've maybe heard before, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would have heard that. But <laughs> this is the sound you're gonna hear. Actually, that's me playing the trombone. So it's pretty sure pretty good, right? And then this is James rubbing his <laughs> fingers together. Isn't that crazy? A little harp? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's good. So that's what you'll hear if Sue gets it right. So I've got six different questions today. They are holiday themed. Okay. Sue has no idea. Well, so here we we're go. going to be guessing. We'll see. I've got some of them have uh, fun facts with it. Others mm-hmm. are just the question. So okay. um, during the movie Miracle on 44th, sorry, 34th. 34th I already Street. asked it wrong. The movie on Miracle, the movie Miracle on 34th Street mm-hmm. is based on a real life department store. What is it? Macy's. I almost hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been like, no, that's right. <laughs> um, during filming, it turned out that the film crew required more electricity than the store could provide. So additional power sources had to be set up in the Macy's basement. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Fun fact. And that was the original with Natalie Wood as the little girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Very sweet movie. One for one. I think this one's going to stump you, but we'll see. Probably. In the classic movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What are they? Stink, stank, and stunk. Boom. <laughs> she did get it. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's good. We love that movie. And I know that because I heard that song Monday night at a concert. Really? Dang. So that was just... Big Bad good, Voodoo Daddy just, Christmas concert. Oh, yeah. good timing for you. It was great. We love that movie every mm-hmm. year because, especially since I've had the dog um, in the family, he is just <laughs> yeah. chaotic at times. And so the, this is my little brother's favorite movie. And um, the part where he goes, I'm a psycho. <laughs> that part. And he just goes crazy. Yeah. Uh, You're talking about the Jim Carrey version. That's, that's yes. true. Yeah, yes. that's true. Um, but we love that. We love that movie. Mm. So... Good. Two for two. We're off to a good start today. Okay. 
Again, I'm just challenging you on Christmas movies. So <laughs> which Hollywood actor played six different roles in the Polar Express? I believe it was Tom Hanks. It was. Now for an extra bonus, do you know, this might be very challenging, but which roles he played? Six different roles. Well, I know he was the conductor. Yep. Um, was he Santa? He was. Um, was he the little boy? It says hero boy. Yeah, there's so, only like one boy, I yeah. believe, in the movie. Well, there's the sad kid. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to remember. The kid who name. rides the train. No, but there's multiple. Oh. Because you have like the nerdy kid who knows all the train facts. You have the main character boy. The main character boy is who I'm talking about. Maybe that's hero boy. And then you that have the be. sad boy who tripped and fell in the snow, oh, but they yeah. stopped the train. Um, I don't know. Okay, so you said conductor, Santa, Santa Claus, and the hero boy. Yes. So there's three more. I don't, uh, I would say an elf. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I don't know. There was like a thousand elves in that. Yeah, I don't know. He was also the father oh, okay. of the boy, okay. which obviously hero he, was, boy. Yeah, he wasn't seen mm -hmm. too much in the movie, but the father, the hobo in the oh, movie, okay. which I'm trying to, there was. I'm trying to remember. I would assume the hobo would have been the guy on top of the train. Because there was the old guy on top mm -hmm. of the train who mm -hmm. was like the ghost. That Yeah, probably. Uh, so I, yep. And then the Scrooge. But I don't, I'm trying I don't to think know. of who I haven't the, seen that movie for a while. Who the Scrooge would be in the. That's my little, my little four-year-old nephews. Yeah. That's like his, he's got to watch that movie yeah. every year. Oh, yeah. He loves it. Did I tell you what Lauren and I did? Well, mainly I did the other night. Mm -hmm. uh, this was probably two weeks ago. Um, we, I, I, I'm huge into sound and speakers and everything. And I was telling my family about this the other weekend or this past weekend on Thanksgiving, but, um, I love the train scene and Polar Express when he's laying in bed and you just hear that train mm -hmm. coming and it's, mm -hmm. and it just slows down and I've got a pretty good sound system in my basement and I <laughs> turned it up. Lauren likes to say all the way. No, if it was all the way, neighbors probably would have recorded an earthquake <laughs> or something that happened but i turned it up pretty good and i started the youtube's clip scene for mm -hmm. a minute of that and i ran back upstairs and we laid in the bedroom and just listened oh my god it sounded like it was <laughs> right outside the front door it might have been it, the whole home was vibrating wow. and just i don't know it was just mm. kind of out of body experience so i told her and i was like i can't imagine what that sounded like downstairs but it was just really interesting mm -hmm. <laughs> we just looked at each other and started laughing it's just like <laughs> that is so dang loud but anyways so great movie polar express okay you are three of three yeah which country here's the geog geography oh boy. which country did eggnog come from <sighs> eggnog eggnog i have a i have a feeling i know what you're gonna guess but i'm anxious to hear You want a hint? I would like a hint. Okay, it is not in North America. Well, I didn't think of North America. Well, I didn't know if you're going to say Canada. I'm going to say England. Wow, gets it right. Bam. While culinary historians debate its exact lineage, most agree eggnog originated from the early medieval Britain. Mm -hmm. Posset. What? P o s s e t. Posset. Posset. Maybe. Yes. Posset. A hot, milky ale-like yes. drink. By the 13th century, monks were known to drink posset with eggs and figs. Hmm. God, speaking of figs, 
Fig Newtons, the little dry bars. I'm sorry. <laughs> this came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Lauren loves them. Can we just agree? Can we all agree that figs are not good? The little dry. Figs are delicious. Oh, God, Sue. You need to have actual real figs. Then you'll change your mind. But like the Nutri-Green figs from the grocery no. store. Thank no. you. Okay. No. But this is this is a case where the actual with like fig fresh itself fruit inside is amazing. And where would you even find that? You can get figs at grocery stores, but England. they're probably a little harder to find around our area. But yeah. yes, you can find them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four or four. Wow. You probably will get the rest of these because I don't think these other ones are too terribly hard. We'll see. Which fairy tale was the first gingerbread house inspired by? Which fairy tale was the first gingerbread house inspired by? I don't know. The gingerbread man? No. I don't know. Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Um, The elaborate cookie walled houses. (laughs) I know. My brain shut down. That's okay. (laughs) Elaborate cookie walled houses decorated with foil in addition to the gold leaf became associated with Christmas tradition. Their <laughs> popularity rose when the brothers Grimm wrote the story of Hansel and Gretel, in which the main characters stumble upon a house made entirely of treats deep in the forest. Hmm. Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Four or five. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah. You could literally get the next one wrong and you're still good today. Yeah. You did good. So I think you can get this one. What was the first company that used Santa Claus in advertising? Coca-Cola. Yeah, she got it. It's so apparently icon- I have all sorts of Coca-Cola trivia yeah, stuck in my head that I, I don't I'm not completely unaware of. It is until iconic I need it. though. Like lately it's oh, been the, yes. um, like the polar bear on their cans. Yeah, but that the, that Santa that yep. Coca-Cola does, man, perfect. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. The Coca-Cola company began its Christmas advertising in the 1920s when it wasn't even Coca-Cola. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) With shopping-related ads in magazines Mm -hmm. like the Saturday Evening Post, the first Santa ads used a strict-looking clause. In vain of Thomas Nast in 1930, artist Fred Meeson painted a department store Santa in a crowded drinking a bottle of Coke. Hmm. Very interesting. All right, guys. Gotta keep his energy up on it. That's a a long night of delivering gifts. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, that is all we got for trivia. So mm. Sue, five, oh, six, hey, very good job. Yeah, you did a great job. So, um, we've got a, just a few more things to talk about. Um, again, I didn't mention it. This is what I was trying to maybe spit out at the beginning, but I had a brain fart or something. Um, on the odd chapters of the next chapter, they are special guest episodes, and on the even, it's just where Sue and I get to talk about some things mm-hmm. we want to mention. Um, so I want to have Sue talk a little bit about playaways and binge boxes. Yes. And then I've got a few final things to wrap up with. Okay. So I'll start with playaways. So playaway is basically an audiobook for you. And the great thing about playaways is that they don't require any special equipment. They don't require any Wi-Fi. They're just powered by one AAA battery. And that gives you 30 plus hours of listening um, for your audiobook, these are complete audiobooks. They come in a really great um, case that's pretty durable. Yep. And um, you can listen to these when you're taking a walk. You can, you know, when you're walking your dog, you can listen to this when you're putting up your Christmas tree. You can listen to this in the car. You can listen to this when you're working out. Um, you just plug in some headphones. And if you're uh, in the car, you just put in your auxiliary cord and you can listen to it through your radio. 
um, so the whole family can listen to it. We have adult, we have kids, and we have young adult uh, playaways. And these are all like the new releases, um, bestsellers, the really popular stuff, fiction, nonfiction, um, all varieties. And the device itself is probably, I have fairly small hands, it's probably about, probably about the size of my palm. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty small yeah. and it's super easy to use. There's, you can set the speed. So I know a lot of my friends, they read a lot of, or listen to a lot of audiobooks and they like put them on super fast yeah. so they can, so they can zip through them. Yeah. Um, but you can pause it, you can stop it, shut it off. And when you turn it back on, it's right where you left it. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the case itself also has directions that will tell you what to do and how to use it. Um, we we get them with a battery in them, but after that, you know, as the batteries go, people usually just replace it, um, but it should come with a battery. And a lot of people take these playaways and plug them into their car, correct, yeah. with, an, yes. with an auxiliary yes. cord? You have to have a, a, a newer car. Yep. Like, my car is not new, so it's not a car that I can, I can listen to this in the car. But, but you have a cassette player in your car, do you not? I have a CD player. Oh. It's not that old. Well, <laughs> but some, some vehicles. pretty darn old. I, I grew up having a cassette player in the vehicle I drove to high school. And mm-hmm. cassette, some, they sell now cassette players that go to an auxiliary cord uh, that feeds out. And you'd nice. be able to plug into something yeah. like that. I don't think there's anything for CDs. That yeah. But they're great. And I tell you, kids love these. Yeah. And they're just, I mean, you can put it in your pocket and just walk around. And, and yep. you know, when you're doing stuff at home, you listen to it. Um, it's just a really great way to listen to audiobooks. So um, CD audiobooks are kind of on their way out yep. and playaways are um, just easier to handle. So we have a really big collection of playaways. We get new playaways every month. Yep. Um, I order those in. And we'll have lots so, of new ones when the new library opens Yes, as well. yes. We'll have plenty of space for them. So uh, look up playaways uh, on our catalog. Just type in playaway and it'll bring up Hundreds of them, yep. and you can you can limit it to. I just want to see what the adult ones are. I want to see what you know kids are, but yep. kids love them. They really do. It's a yep. great way for kids to listen to books and help them with the pronunciation and yep. um, you know keep them busy. Yep. So that's what a playaway is. Yeah, and it's all pe- one word. People can always come into our library as well in the Uptown Library yes. and browse. We've got a playaway section. Um, yes, there. All the playaways um, are at Uptown, so you can come up and look. Yep. And you also wanted to talk about binge boxes. Yes. So binge boxes are fantastic. They're movies. And a binge box is exactly what, there's no food involved. (laughs) (laughs) Should be. But it's a binge on movies. So um, our uh, Midwest Tapes is where we get all of our movies from. And they have binge boxes. And some libraries actually put their own together. And I thought about doing that, but it was really labor intensive and just the work required was too much. Um, but Midwest actually has binge boxes and they have new ones out every month. And what a binge box is, it's anywhere from four to six movies. So CD or DVDs, and they're usually themed around, you know, like there's one that's Bruce Willis. It's all Bruce Willis movies. Mm -hmm. There's one that's Julia Roberts movies. Um, there's one that's classic horror movies like Dracula and, and Frankenstein. Um, there are movies from like your favorite eighties movies, favorite nineties movies. Um, there are kids movies. The one that I have here is called blue sky studios. This is six movies and it's, um, the movie called Epic ice age, ice age collision course, the peanuts movie, Rio and robots are all in this. 
So you check this one um, case out and it has six DVDs. So you get six movies and you're just checking out one thing. So you get, you know, seven days to watch, watch yeah. all these movies. We have holiday um, collections as well. There's some Hallmark collections and also just your favorite holiday movies. We have those. Um, so these are all at the Uptown location as well. So you can come in and check these out. And uh, we're going to have a really nice collection of these in the new library. But we, we do have quite a few now. Yeah. Um, I don't order all of them because there are hundreds and hundreds. And right. some of them, they're quite expensive. It depends on the movies that they put in them. But they have really great names for, for these collections. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, one of them is, you know, um, Please Leave Leo Alone. And it's all, all these movies, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, oh. where, you know, something bad happens to him and everyone. Right. Uh, one of them's like, you know, please rescue Matt Damon because he's always, yeah. you know, something's happening to him. So they're yeah. really fun, cheeky kind of types. Titles, but these are great if you need to need to entertain the kids or you just want to watch uh, a move, movies that kind of have a theme around them. This is a great way to go. So these are called binge boxes and you can see you can find these in our catalog too. just uh, type in keyword binge. Yep. And they should all pop up. Yep. And these will pop up on our um, catalog on our website. Mm -hmm. Or again, if you head to the MLN app, yep. which is available on iPhone and Android. I feel like I talked to so many people that use our catalog, which is mm -hmm. great, and use our website. And we mm -hmm. always appreciate that. Yep. But a lot of people actually don't know about the app. So if you head to right. the App Store or Google Play Store, there's a legitimate app that not only works for our library, but for Hiawatha and Cedar, Cedar Rapids, Rapids and, and their mm -hmm. downtown and LAD libraries. Mm -hmm. So um, really, in my opinion, every time I need to renew a book, easiest process. Yes. Go on your phone, open up your checkouts or your holds, mm -hmm. and you just click renew, and that's it. Like, it's super simple. Yes. So um, yes. if you don't have the app, definitely go check that out and download mm -hmm. it. Um, it's, it's just super simple. So... Um, I wanted to take us a little bit back into the holiday spirit and kind of close out um, this chapter. We were talking about it a little bit this morning, but the Home Alone house um, <laughs> yeah. could be yours. This is new news. For one night only. It was kind of going all around Chicago last night on the news. Mm -hmm. I say last night. This would be two days ago if you're listening here. December 1st. Yep. Um, it says, calling all filthy animals. Airbnb is renting out the Home Alone house this month for one hijinks filled night. So the very same Chicago home, area home, you saw young Kevin McAllister in. Um, it's going to be available for an overnight stay on December 12th. And it only runs the same amount as a couple pizzas. It's really cheap. Mm -hmm. So it's only 25 bucks. Which is insane. Yeah. For the entire home is yeah. just absurd. That, yeah. And the other absurd part about it is everybody in the world... Is going to try I mean, and this it. is the most famous mm -hmm. potential yeah. Christmas movie in our world, right. in the world. And so it doesn't matter where you live. You can try and book this, but mm -hmm. one person <laughs> is going to get lucky. I already gonna get lucky. I yep. told James, somebody's going to create like a robot online to automatically like refresh yes, and add it. Yes. It's, it's going to go to somebody who hopefully somebody that gets it actually deserves it and, right. and needs it. Um, yeah. But it's tough. You know, it's like they could rent this out for mm -hmm. 25. I mean, it, it could have been $2,500 and mm -hmm. they could have rented it out. But um, again, they're saying the house looks much like it did in the 1990 film. The lawn jockey statue standing outside, the candlelit dining room for eating mac and cheese and planning how to fend off burglars, <laughs> paint cans dangling above the staircase, the pet tarantula that terrified the wet bandits will be there too. Um, so just lots of really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. It's such a cool opportunity. Um, but if you head online, 
um, and just search through Google, um, you're going to find a lot more about it. But it also says there's going to be, you should be aware of booby traps at the Airbnb Uh-oh. house. So um, it sounds like um, Buzz McAllister, um, the older brother of Kevin, is kind of the person who is getting all this mm-hmm. planned with Airbnb. So um, really cool opportunity. But the booking opens on December 7th at 2 p.m., uh, Eastern time, 1 p.m. Central. Um, but again, the home will only be available for one night the following week. And they don't um, include your travel to get there, just yeah. like they didn't take Kevin with him. Uh, you, yeah. have, you have to find your way <laughs> well, to get there. Well, heck, it's only 25 bucks yeah. you know, to well, stay there. So that's pretty cheap well, Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, super cheap. That's the cheapest Airbnb at that size and of it's home. A- Beautiful. Pretty sweet home. Yeah, beautiful home. <laughs> yeah. Yep, just a northern suburb of Chicago, mm-hmm. just right on Lake Michigan there. So um, really cool opportunity. Just want to let you guys know about that in case you're interested or, mm-hmm. or you want to attempt to to get it. I don't know who shouldn't attempt to, but again, hopefully somebody that gets it is really lucky mm-hmm. and who knows, maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll try. Okay. Yeah, okay, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I will not try. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I think I'll you watch, will, though. <laughs> I'm going to watch Airbnb's website crash as well. Yeah, gonna yeah that's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the final thing that I wanted to talk about here um, is the lighting displays here in the city of Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, our communications manager here at the city had sent out a press release um, and just kind of talked about the holiday lights tour. Um, so city of Marion and Marion parks and rec are encouraging residents to get in the festive spirit by decking their homes and yards for the holidays. Decorators are invited to submit the address of their holiday light display in Marion so that others can also enjoy its beauty. It's basically just creating like a big mm-hmm. map. Yeah. You can drive people. around. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is great because you do, sometimes you get those neighborhoods that mm-hmm. are just like one house is beautiful, but the rest are just dead mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, was it worth it? Or you just get beautifully. Yeah. I, I always tell Lauren, I can't imagine what our world or our city would look like if every home was decorated. It would just be the most beautiful thing. Oh, in the world. it'd be, but, yeah. And it's so much fun to drive around at night just yeah. looking at all the different lights and stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So so to encourage participation, the city, um, they're doing a total of $500 in prizes. Wow. Um, that'll be awarded to five winners. Um, judges will determine those winners in four categories and a People's Choice Award recipient mm-hmm. will be selected by the community through online voting. Sweet. Um, so if you want to submit your address, just head to cityofmarion.org slash holiday lights by Monday, December 6th. So you only got a few days here mm-hmm. um, by 4 p.m. And then a map listing will be published and available um, at the same URL by December 8th at 4 p.m. So at that point, you can go out with friends and family, yep. um, your significant other, um, your pets, and let them mm-hmm. let everybody see kind of what what Marion's done. Neat. So I thought that was really cool, and mm-hmm. I wanted to let you guys know that because um, some people do go absolutely absurd with holiday lights. Uh, there's a few. I live on McGowan Boulevard um, close to Wilkins Elementary, and there are a few homes that mm-hmm. have gone, like they do the roof lines of. Full on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I had to get new lights at Menards this year, and I was like, Ugh. 100 bucks later. You know, I was like, that's a lot of money. But yeah. um, I know some people go crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just fun to see. It's This is absolutely my favorite time of the year. And, um, yeah, I just really enjoy it. Yeah. So awesome. And we have our windows at seven. Yeah, we do our, our, well, not holiday theme, but our winter theme, Yep. which is snow, of course. So yeah. Yeah. Sue did a phenomenal job, um, sweating like crazy in those front windows. Yeah. It's sun's pretty intense up there. Yeah. 30 degrees (laughs) in the morning, but the sun peering in those windows. It feels like it's it's about 80 in there. uh (laughs) Felt good to be outside with a t-shirt on in the 30 degree Mm -hmm. weather. So 
Yeah, stop by our uptown location. There's a bunch of uptown Marion businesses. I know the chamber right oh, next decorated. to us. Yeah, got beautiful windows. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely stop on by and um, and give us give us a look. See yeah. what you think. We'd appreciate it. So, um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed chapter six here. Uh, again, we always I always enjoy these episodes where it's just Sue and I, mm-hmm. and we just get to talk about fun things. And it seems like these are the chapters that go longer. <laughs> um, if you haven't figured it out by now, Blaine and I like to talk to each other a yeah. lot. We just we just do. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a good time. So we're in a little different situation today. We're in a different city hall room because mm-hmm. our our typical room was. Um, was taken but mm-hmm. and we we keep talking we're so excited to get into the new building yes. because then we're not bringing space. all this equipment back and forth mm-hmm. and it'll be nice to just have it kind of set in stone in a certain area so yep. and then at that point we can start doing video recording as well mm-hmm. so you can not only listen to this on spotify apple or google but you can watch our podcast yes. on youtube so we're getting there uh, we've mm-hmm. got good plans um, coming up here but um, as always any questions you guys have send us an email chat with us on our website um give us a call. We're happy to talk to you guys. And if you have any recommendations moving forward, we still don't have a sponsor or no sponsor, for the podcast, so but that's, any, o- you know, yeah. that's okay. If you want to, if you own your own business and you want a little bit more a advertising shout out. Yeah. Yep, front at the very beginning and end of the podcast, mm-hmm. we are happy to accommodate yes. with you. So again, really appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys are having a good holiday season so far mm-hmm. and we'll see you in chapter seven. All right. Bye everybody. Bye guys. Bye.